Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski here with you learning Trek Yoma, page 30 or page Lamed. Uh, this page will take up the end of the Mishnah that we saw back on page 28. Uh, which read, Zehaklal Hayab Amikdash, this was the rule in the temple, Kohamesech et Raglav Ta'un whoever crossed his feet required immersion, crossing the feet here is a euphemism for defecating, the Kohamitil Maim, whoever makes water, so in Kidushiadaim Viraglaim requires washing the hands and the feet. And so our page today, on page 30, from the, from the end of 29b, uh, through the top of page 30a is going to be about bathroom hygiene. Always a popular topic. You should always wash your hands after urinating. Obviously, your mother told you that when you were a child. But uh, according to the Gemara, you should always wipe your hands, wash your hands after urinating because you are supposed to wipe away any excess drops of urine because you don't want to be walking around. If you're in on your pants, people will think that there's something wrong with your genitals and that you're probably not your own child's father. By the way, none of this applies, none of this is, it speaks to women at all. It speaks only, only to men. Uh, although presumably the same, the same idea does apply to women. Uh, then the Gemara goes on to talk about an even more exciting topic. Uh, what if there's some excrement around a person's anus after they've finished and then, uh, are they allowed to pray? And Rav Papa says, uh, no, of course not. You shouldn't recite the Shema if there is any excrement in that place, uh, it says in the Talmud. Uh, and then it asks, well, describe to me the case. Is it is it a case where there is so much excrement that it's visible? Well, then obviously you don't need to ask. You need to ask the question of whether or not one can recite the Shema or pray. But conversely, if there is so little, some sort of microscopic amount, uh, then that's also not a question. That, that such a such a prayer or kriyat shema is permissible. And here the Gemara gives a very interesting line. I confess this is about the only thing I can find really elevating on today's page. It says, Lo nitna Torah lemalachei hasharet. If, if we're talking about a microscopic amount of excrement, the Torah wasn't given to angels. In other words, those features of being an embodied human being, where the human animal, like every other animal, has physical... Uh, physical needs, physical processes, and physical excretions. And it cannot be the case, it's just an absurdity to think, that uh, that any any amount of human excrement, that is to say, anything that reminds us that we are human beings at all, should invalidate our worship. In fact, having a body is necessary to do any worship. So then the Gemara goes on and raises, raises a, a middle ground position, that it's small enough to be to be visible when one sits, but invisible when one stands. And we've got another couple of views. Rav Huna does even permit the reciting of Shema with some sort of piece of excrement somewhere on the body. And Rav Chizda is the strongest position, the most uh, strict position of all, forbids it anywhere on the body in any amount, in any amount. Uh, the Talmud will go on next and talk about 
back in the in the temple times, that after a very very complicated piece of Gemara, which uh, which I'm not going to go into in detail. Ben Zoma and Rabbi Yehuda argue about whether or not uh, it was a necessity, a good idea, or not even necessary in any respect for pure people, ritually pure people, to uh, to immerse in a mikvah before they even entered entered the Talmud precincts. Ben Zoma suggests that it is an absolute must. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda is given the view that uh, it is a good idea for people to immerse before they enter the temple precincts because it will get them thinking about perhaps some sort of level of impurity that they have forgotten about that would invalidate them from entering the temple at all that day, even with even with that that one immersion. Uh, the, what's interesting to me about about this is that Benzoma and Rabbi Yehuda, both both their views, do hold that it is a positive thing to uh, to immerse, whether it's necessary or just advisable. It is fundamentally a positive thing to immerse, even if you are otherwise ritually pure. Now, this is kind of kind of interesting to me because I think that many of the things nowadays in religious life, we think that if there are requirements, they are meaningful, but if they are optional, then that then means that they're not so significant. Actually, I, I would say that those ritual actions, like immersing, even when it's not necessary for ritual purity questions, can have an effect that gets us mentally ready, spiritually ready, emotionally ready for kiddushah, for a sense of sanctity. And that, I think, for, for either of their positions, is true that the person in question is ritually pure, but, but is being required or advised to focus more on uh, a sense of, of sanctity. And that, by the way, relates to that whole hand wash, hand washing after after urinating question. Nowadays, we're apt to think of this as purely a hygiene matter, although technically human urine, I, I believe, is uh, sterile, so that's not per se a hygiene matter. But we think of it as just hygiene and not as a matter of spirituality. Medieval Talmud rabbis uh, certainly thought of it as uh, a matter of elevating our our physical processes, and after going to the bathroom, after urinating, you would want to do nitilat yadayim, wash the hands, and they argued substantially, actually, whether or not one should say a blessing over that nitilat yadayim. Rabbeinu Tam of the Tosafists said, no, no, this is strictly a uh, a, a useful act, it's, it's just for utilitarian purposes, it's not for spiritual purposes, and you don't you don't have to, to wash hands necessarily unless you actually get urine on your hands. Other people, like the Rosh Bas, said, Shlomo Ibn Adret said, no, no, this is an act of, of uh, elevating one's human self from that, that animal that, that urinated to the spiritual person that he would want you to be. But I myself would say, uh, I, I, I resist a little bit the Rashba's approach, because the Torah is not given to angels. I don't want to be only an angel with no body. I want to be an embodied spirit. So anyway, thanks for learning this unusual page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.